in reality, it's it's really just extending the additional scheme and putting a few more uh, hurdles in and uh, reducing the benefits as well. You are listening to Australia's podcast for accountants, Tax Talks, the podcast to grow your firm. Welcome to another COVID-19 update of Tax Talks, update number 20. This is Heide Robson and thank you to Class for sponsoring this episode. The JobKeeper in its current form will expire on 27th of September 2020. But the government has extended JobKeeper for a second round of two quarters. How and what new conditions will apply? This is what Andrew Henshaw of Velocity Legal in Sydney will discuss with you in this episode. Yes, I think JobKeeper 2.0 is a good, uh, good name. And so far, we don't have any legislation. We just have announcements by government and then publication by Treasury, correct? Yeah, all we've got so far is a is a Treasury fact sheet and, and government announcement, which came out on the 21st of July, 2020. I suspect that they will need to have not only rules made by Treasury, but I, I suspect they will also need to amend the legislation as well. Because my understanding from the legislation was that the scheme could only run until September. So I think Parliament's going to have to meet again at some point to actually pass the legislation to extend But the scheme. Was that missing foresight to put a clear stop into the legislation? Yeah, I think with, with some of these sort of COVID-19 type measures, the government was very keen to put sort of hard stop dates that were built into the legislation. And It's probably more for political reasons than anything else, but it means that it turns off sort of self-executing. So I think it's more for political reasons than anything else. They don't have to go and say, oh, we need to rip up this you know, act now. It sort of deletes itself type thing. So I think that's maybe one of the reasons why it was designed the way it was. What is coming? And yeah. I think it's the 24th of September or so that the old one expires, correct? Yeah, it's 27th of September. That That's the uh, the last day for JobKeeper, initial JobKeeper. And initial JobKeeper ran over essentially two quarters. So what we're getting under JobKeeper 2.0 is, is an extension for a further two quarters. First point to note is that the payments are going down so at the moment, it's $1,500 per fortnight, and that applies as a flat rate, regardless of whether someone's part-time or full-time, regardless of their salary, it's, it's a $1,500. So that will go down, and it will be different depending on whether someone's part-time or full-time. If they're full-time, it'll be $1,200 per fortnight. And if they're part-time, I think it'll be $750 per fortnight. Do you so know that, what happens to people on unpaid maternity leave or paternity leave? Because that was a huge windfall for people on unpaid maternity leave. You yeah. know, they weren't expecting any payment and then suddenly they got, I think, $15,000 or so from... How many fortnights does the uh, first round cover? Oh, it covers 13 fortnights. So it's, it's 18,000 yes. um, yeah. roughly. You're not eligible for JobKeeper if you're getting paid parental leave from the government. But if you were still on the books, but you were on unpaid leave, then yes, I think you would still get 
you'd still be an eligible employee. Therefore, you could get JobKeeper. Yes, so you get the first round of JobKeeper, but would you also get JobKeeper 2.0? So none of the eligibility rules for employees have changed at all. There's really only two things that have changed. One is how much you get, and two is what sort of drop in turnover you need to qualify. So we've sort of gone through the first one already. You get 1200 per fortnight if you're full-time, 750 if you're part-time, and I guess it doesn't matter anything below 38 hours per week, I assume, is part-time. It's 20 hours a week. So anyone who's more than 20 hours a week is full-time, believe it or not, and less than 20 hours a week is part-time. Good. So if you are 19 hours per week, bad luck, you count as part-time. And if you're 21 hours per week, good luck, you you are counted as full-time. Yeah. And and then the next question is, well, what does that period relate to? I mean, because people may not have been working or may have been working different hours. So that relates to February, 2020. So you've got to assess what they were doing in February, 2020. And if they were actively engaged in the business for more than 20 hours a week, then they're full-time. And if they weren't, then they're part-time. So that's the rates for Q3. So that's the quarter from 28th of September, 2020 through to 3rd of January, 2021. And then for for quarter four, it drops again to $1,000 for full-time and $650 for part-time. 28th of September to 3rd of January, that's Q2, correct? Oh, yeah. I'm sort of referring to it as as since when JobKeeper started. So initial JobKeeper was for two quarters. We've got an extension for a further two quarters. So I'm just referring to it as as how long JobKeeper has been running for. The third quarter of JobKeeper is at 1207 150. And yep. could you tell me the, the uh, fourth quarter again? Because yeah. I was so stuck on the, <laughs> on the Q3 and Q4 yep. that I didn't listen. So the fourth quarter, which is 4th January to 28th March 2021, the rates are $1,000 per fortnight for full-time and $650 per fortnight for part-time. There is a note in the fact sheet that There may be circumstances where somebody's hours in February 2020 weren't usual. They could have perhaps been full-time, but they were on leave. The other example given is they could have been volunteering during the the bushfires that were going at that time. But the fact sheet is acknowledging that there may be situations where someone's hours in February 2020 weren't usual, and there will be some discretion to have I guess, alternative tests for assessing whether someone's full-time or part-time, essentially. So it's flexible. Yeah, yeah. What's happening to job seeker? Are the rates for job seeker dropping as well? Because if they don't, then of course, people will just change from job keeper to job seeker. I assume job seeker is dropping as well. Yeah, you're quite right. Given that the job keeper ones are dropping, if the job seeker stayed as is, there wouldn't be much benefit being on the job keeper at all. My understanding is the job seeker is getting cut down as well. Yeah, I think so too. I think that it's going to 815 a fortnight from September, which is higher than some of those part-time rates. And then what are the um, turnover criteria? Because Good question. Yeah. Yeah. They've been so the general idea of, of this new JobKeeper 2.0 is that government wanted to be a lot more targeted to, to industries affected. So with JobKeeper 
version one, there was a lot of flexibility around how you could how you could qualify. And once you qualified once, you were, you were qualified for the entire period. So, for example, you could have had a terrible month for March and an amazing month for the rest of the period until now, and you would be you'd satisfy the job keeper and you'd receive payments throughout. Now, with JobKeeper 2.0, there's more conditions to meet. The key criteria is for the first quarter of this new JobKeeper 2.0, which I'm referring to as quarter three, you need to have met the decline in turnover tests for the previous two quarters. So, in other words, for the entire period of regular JobKeeper, you need to have met the decline in turnover test, which is either 50% or 30% or 15%, depending on what type of entity you are. So it means you must have had a decline in turnover of, let's assume, 30% because the 30% applies to yep. most um, Business, small companies. Yep. Yeah. So you must have had a 30% decline in every month since the 1st of April. In every quarter. So, okay, so yeah, quarterly. yeah, it's it's done on a quarterly basis and it's it's based on actual GST turnover. So so projections are not going to qualify you anymore. So if you're assessing your eligibility for JobKeeper 2.0, you need to essentially look at the two quarters beforehand and be able to show that your actual GST turnover has dropped by say 30%. There is an acknowledgement similar to the original JobKeeper scheme that there may be circumstances where making a comparison to 2019 is not appropriate. And the fact sheet does acknowledge that there will be a discretion regarding alternative tests there as well. I would guess, because I don't know, that those tests will be a lot more stringent than the original alternative tests where there was quite a number of different alternative tests. So for the first round, we had quite a few different alternative tests, but I th you think that will tighten as well? I think so, because we're, we're needing to establish a, quite a large period now that is, you know, business would have to say that that's unusual for some reason for essentially most of 2019, for example. So my guess is that those alternative tests, while they will exist, I think they will be tightened to some degree. So you need to meet that. And while it's not clear based on the fact sheet, you would need to meet some condition for quarter three, as in the first quarter of this new JobKeeper 2.0. Yeah. So it's not clear exactly what that is or actually whether there even is an, an additional condition to meet. So what I'm saying is for the first quarter of this new JobKeeper, it's not clear whether there is that you need to do a projected GST turnover for that quarter to see whether you're eligible or not. Or it may just be enough that turnover is down by more than 30% for the last two quarters. Not, okay. It's not exactly clear from the from the fact sheet, uh, unless I've, I've misread something. At least that's my reading of it at the moment. That will probably still come. Yeah. Yeah. What is clear is that for the last quarter of this JobKeeper 2.0, so quarter four, you will need to meet the 30% drop for each of the three previous quarters. So they're sort of cumulative and building on each other 
And I would imagine if for some reason JobKeeper's extended even further, that sort of qualifying criteria would need to keep being met. Basically, always just looking back. For the first quarter of the new JobKeeper, it's looking back at the last two quarters. And then for the, you know, we're getting confused mm. with the quarters. But with yes. for the um, January to March quarter, you then have to look back at all past three quarters. Yes. Yep. Yep. Correct. So, so the fact sheet says that from 28th September 2020, businesses seeking to claim the JobKeeper will be required to demonstrate that they've suffered an ongoing significant decline in turnover using actual GST turnover rather than projected GST turnover. And then it follows, says that from 28th September 2020, businesses need to assess their eligibility with reference to their actual GST turnover for June and September. So it may be that there is no additional criteria other than looking at your last two quarters. There may be no projection required. I think it's good that we are moving away from projections because I've seen quite a few businesses who actually didn't suffer a big downturn. But of course, in the general panic at the start, they did project a major downturn and hence made an honest mistake and hence still qualified for the JobKeeper. But clearly, with hindsight, Hmm. wouldn't have if, if they had properly looked into the future, which of course they couldn't. I, you know, in March and April, there was a lot of fear and a lot of, uh, yeah, yeah, nobody think, knew things how were, Things were moving yeah. so quickly that people really needed certainty at the time, whereas yeah. now it's going to be fairly obvious, you know, what your trading conditions are like and whether you're going to have a 30% drop for the two quarters without having to use projections. So I agree with you. I think it's a good thing. I think it makes it easier to administer both from businesses' perspectives and from the ATO's perspective as well. So, yeah, I think it's a good thing. It basically continues as before, except that the rates change and they distinguish between full-time and part-time. And the distinction is based on whether you work more than 20 hours or less than 20 hours. And then rather than having a projected drop in turnover of 30% or 15 or 50%, you now need to show that um, drop in turnover for the past quarters of the job keeper, whatever, wherever you are in that, in that cycle. Yeah. And it seems, it seems that there's no, they're doing away completely with the projection requirements as well, because they're not mentioned anywhere in the fact sheet. So it looks, yeah, that's a good summary. Sort of reapply towards the end of September. And then again, at the start of January or the end of December, that would be my thoughts and report what your turnover is as well for the previous two quarters or three quarters and last question do you know how much the job keeper for the first round costs so far and do you know the projections of what job keeper 2.0 will cost yeah i do let me just get it because i did see it but i want to get the numbers right yeah so 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 my understanding was there was a sort of a bit of kerfuffle earlier with the actual cost of job keeper and i believe the cost came in somewhere between 60 and 70 billion dollars all up and had been projected uh, i think at, at 130 or so, like 130 or 140 somewhere mm-hmm. around there and jobkeeper 2.0s i believe is projected to cost 15 billion dollars a lot less even though it's a similar period as in they're both for 6 months the quantum of one compared to the other is quite a lot less it comes in at about 20 or 25% of the cost of the original 
scheme. So it very much is a scaled back scheme for intended for the businesses who are hit the hardest and need it the most. So that means the government is expecting that quite a few businesses will drop out of the scheme. Yeah, absolutely. Imagine that's the case. There's going to be a lot of businesses that were eligible for for the first time that are not going to be eligible for, for JobKeeper 2.0. One other thing is like I can just briefly mention is how it interplays with the commercial code of conduct for leasing. So one question that isn't clear based on this announcement is how all of this ties into the commercial leasing principles that were published in in April. And to recap on those, essentially uh, tenants who were who were affected and qualified for the JobKeeper had a range of protections available to them. There were things like freezes on evictions and rent reductions proportionate to turnover and freezes on um, rental increases. It doesn't seem to be clear at the moment whether this new JobKeeper, this JobKeeper 2.0, still gives you the benefits that were provided under the commercial code of conduct. So my thoughts are that, that it sort of should be from a policy perspective, but there's no announcement yet. And I imagine there'd need to be legislation brought forward to actually give effect to that as well. So I guess we'll We'll find out a little bit more about that in, in due course, but no doubt business owners who are tenants would be really keen to get some more information regarding that. This commercial tenancies code, did that have a hard stop like the JobKeeper scheme? I know to to fall under the commercial tenancies code, you had to qualify for JobKeeper, but did it have a hard stop like the JobKeeper? So it's a good question whether there is a hard stop under the the leasing principles. The And it's a sort of a little bit of an unusual one because the leasing principles generally refer to a pandemic period being March to September and a reasonable recovery period. However, the legislation in certain states does provide a hard stop and says these are the dates that the relief applies to. And for that reason, that's why I think there would need to be some changes to the legislation in each state to actually give effect, particularly in Victoria, to those changes. But if this state legislation change doesn't come, mm. then it has a hard stop at the end of September. But then it also still covers the recovery period, which of course would go beyond September. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think you know, there's so, many businesses in Victoria that will be probably locked down well beyond September. So I would hope that they can get the benefit of the code for that period. So that means it's unlikely that landlords can issue eviction notices on the 1st of October because the uh, code, the commercial tenancies code, also covered the recovery period. Yeah, I mean, if the business, I would say the, the tenant would be required to provide evidence that they continue to qualify for the JobKeeper under the under 2.0. But if they could provide that evidence, then then yes, that would be my tentative answer. So we've got a bit of detail about JobKeeper 2.0. At its heart, essentially, it's the same as the original JobKeeper, other than that the decline in turnover tests are stricter and the amounts that are paid are lower. We've got quite a lot of the detail. However, we will do, do need to wait for legislation to fill in all the gaps, particularly where there's unusual circumstances 
So it'll be a bit of a watch this space and hopefully we'll have that shortly. Welcome back. So no more projected turnovers. Instead, you need to have a 30% drop in turnover for each past quarter since 1st of April 2020. And the JobKeeper rates will change as well. They will go down from $1,500 per fortnight per employee to $1,200 and then $1,000 per fortnight for each full-time employee, meaning an employee who was working more than 20 hours per week in February this year. Tomorrow in episode 249, Melissa Donnelly will talk about how to design your website. Until then, thank you for listening and thank you to Cast for their support. Bye for now and see you in the next episode. Is there any indication when the legislation will come through? Nah, nah, don't don't have any yet. No doubt they're fran frantically working on it. Um, but um, yeah, nah, nah, I don't know.